Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 207. Back on the Zoom, Charlotte's number one podcast recording in the basement. G's with a strong pull off the top there. As I said, we're back Zooming. I hope everybody had a good 4th of July. I know Duval did, at least had a good July 3rd. Jeeves, how was your – well, you were over here July 3rd, then I saw you on the 4th. How was the rest of your evening, Jeeves, on the 4th? It was good. Um, So, but, I mean, I went went to you guys, to Jerry and his parents, and then um, dropped Travis and Evan off. And I uh, came home, took a shower, and then uh, one of my other buddies that I'm going on the cruise with, uh, he had, he was, his friend was throwing a party, so went over there, and it was, it was a grand time, drank too much like always, but <laughs> and Sunday they recovered. All right. Well, where, geez, where can you be found if you want to be found? Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter and Instagram, it's Jeeves19, or, yeah, Jeeves1988. Sorry. Looks like that July weekend got you a little, hey. you know, fuzzy-headed. It's, it's a little rough when you, hit, when you get into the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Duvall, I know you had a good Friday night. How was your Saturday altogether, July 4th? Um, it was pretty good. Uh, like I said, man, thanks again for having me on the 3rd, man. It was always good to just have a good time and vibe out with people we hadn't seen in a long time, you know, with the with COVID, we were able to kind of just be in the backyard, just enjoying it. But the fourth, um, really didn't do much. I went by my parents and, and just kind of just sat around. Me and my dad threw some stuff on the grill. And uh, I woke just tail in a little cornhole. He told me I was cheating because I've been practicing so much with you. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, everything's good. Um, if you're looking for me, it's uh, Rod vs. Duval on Twitter and just Duval all right, for me, JRL Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, or the Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook, the Beards Watch on Instagram and Twitter, and then our YouTube. They see me rolling. You get our brewer reviews, um, Mario Birio carts, and our reaction videos. Duval, unbeknownst to me, you guys recorded a birio cart after I had went to sleep Friday night, but y'all forgot to record the actual race. No, I got it, and I was going to use it, but then I was like, well, it just it's just them playing video games with no really, like, you can't see the screen, so I guess we'll just let that one lie. But, you know, go find us all on YouTube, all that good stuff, and, of course, go buy a T-shirt. Jeeves got his on the way. So, as is with me, say what? I actually, I actually got my the tank top today and the sticker today. Oh, geez, where's the, where's the selfie at, man? You know how I don't take selfies, but I'll come over and look at the last time. All right, so go buy a T-shirt, all that sticker. It's uh, T-shirts, tank tops, stickers, all that stuff right now. We'll add the winter clothes when it gets colder. But, yes, continuing with our big theme here, going with Zoom, I figured why not get people who wouldn't normally be able to stop in Charlotte, North Carolina, in the basement since COVID's going on. And this young lady, uh, let's see, I want to say I met her through 
you speak of Travis and Evan, I want to say Travis back at UNCG, who's been on a pod before and been on a uh, our draft watch party, and then also my wife in the sorority, Kyle Omega. That's where they were sorority sisters, and she's been all over the place. I'll let her get into that. But Nicole, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, no problem. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know it was a couple years ago when you would you would drop into North Carolina every like a quick visit or something. Tried to get you on, but obviously when you quick visit, you've got four hundred other things else to do than stop by our house, which is no harm, no foul. So everyone, everyone gets married so young in North Carolina that like all the weddings are done. Yeah. Like, I don't have like, a good reason to just like pop back in for a wedding. That's true. So it's been a while, but. Yeah, I'm hoping to make a trip once COVID calms itself down. Yes. So, give everybody a little background. You were at UNCG from when to when? I was there from, gosh, 2011 to 2014. So, I actually transferred from the University of Massachusetts. Okay. Um, So, I came in as a sophomore. Um, I joined Kaya right away, which is um, how I met Jariana. And she's really the one that I think there was a KDR mixer or something. And she was like, you are super lame sauce. You need to come out and meet some people. (laughs) Um, So I went and it was funny, like the night I was getting ready, I went to my roommates who had been some guys I met on Craigslist that I literally just moved in with, had never been to Greensboro, North Carolina in my life. Okay. Um, Met them on Craigslist, moved in, enrolled in school. Um, and so I'm like getting ready for this party. I even re- I remember the whole night, I remember the whole theme and everything. And I was like, so how much money do I like need to bring to get into the party? <laughs> they looked at me like I was freaking insane. <laughs> They're like, you don't need money to get in a party here. And I'm like, no, like at UMass, like it's a business. And they're like, well, first of all, you're Greek, and second, you're a woman, so like, it's, it's not going to be an issue. Like, Are you sure? And they're like, plus, isn't it like a private thing? I'm like, I don't know how anything works. So anyway, KDR first night, I got left by all my sorority sisters, and shout out to whatever singular brother was sober and drove me home. Oh, <laughs> nice, 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 Brandon. So. What, what brought you from UMass to UNCG? Um, so I went, I grew up in like a really small town and um, I went to UMass because I was supposed to be a second year transfer student to Cornell. Okay. Um, and it was kind of this program that they did where if you grew up in a small town, basically your town was shit poor and you couldn't take like all the fancy AP classes that everyone else took that you could contract your first year at a different university and then they would guarantee you in second year. So I went to UMass, Amherst, um, huge and freezing. And I was like, F this shit, get me out. <laughs> and so, got to UNCG because I was a nutrition major and I had visited Wilmington, North Carolina randomly to like meet up with a family friend and love North Carolina. I was like, I need to move here. And so it was either ECU or UNCG who had my major. And so I picked the G just because it was slightly smaller and I had done the UMass big party scene there. And I wasn't sure that ECU was going to be a right fit. So that's why I ended up at the G. But my entire family was not supportive. And so I just had to like pack up my stuff and go down by myself. 
like wow. my mom took my car away. I was like oh. 19, just like I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so wait, why why would your why would your family just wasn't about you pursuing an, uh, your education or something or was it? Well, my grandfather obviously wanted me to take the transfer to Cornell. Yeah, but I was like, no way, man! It's colder and it's bigger. Like yeah. it's just escalating when I'm already in. Yeah. Um, no, is Cornell a law school? Cornell, it's an Ivy League, and they do have a really good law school. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't cut out for the big pond, you know, like, I'm better in the little ponds. So, my grandpa was a legacy of Cornell. He wanted me to go. Ah, okay. My mom was like, Cornell is like five hours. UNCG is like 13. I had never really left home for an extended period of time, so... They were trying to bribe the heck out of me to stay. They were like, you are a computer? And I was like, peace out. I always found it interesting going to college and meeting people like you who, like you said, you're from New Hampshire up north and coming down and finding UNCG, which is still a Division One school in its aspect. But like you said, it is smaller than your ECUs, your Carolinas, your states. And just hearing those stories, like meeting meeting people at SOAR or just going out partying or in classes or whatever, and being like, oh, that's how you got down here. It just always blows my mind how college can bring people from all over the place. And then, like, you know, have you mended that relationship with your mom and your grandpa? Or are they still? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's okay. all of, like, two days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they weren't horrible to me yeah. by any means. But, you know, I also was pursuing nutrition, which at the time, like, people didn't realize was a real major so <laughs> they were a little skeptical like you're going to do what yeah. but ultimately like super supportive and my mom my day of my graduation uh we were moving out of the sorority dorm and she like bawled her eyes out the whole like right off campus and i'm like So, you graduated in, you said 15? 14. 14. And you were, you were, in, were you in Greensboro for a little bit, but then did you go, was it, you, did you go straight to Alaska after that? I went straight to Alaska. Okay. Uh, I stayed for like it's a cold, month. Isn't like, yeah, is it cold there? The weather, and then you go to Alaska? Like, like, <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> So break it down. How in the world do you graduate? And one again, I guess you're just about finding these small towns, or not even small towns, but smaller places. How'd you end up finding this stuff in Alaska and go do, go and doing that? And what were you doing up there? Yeah, I feel like we should like share screen a map. But um, <laughs> so I like these are the features of Zoom. You got to take advantage. That's true. Um, I did an internship program in Nome, Alaska in 2013 before my senior year. Okay. Um, my parents, again, thought it was a sex trafficking scheme because they're like, so they just 
pay eight nutrition interns to go to this rural place in Alaska and you're just you're there for ten weeks and then you come back? Are you sure you come back? Yeah. Are you going to be sold? Like this seems too good to be true. And so anyway, sure enough, it was real. Um, my mom let me go because my director called like the night before I left or the week before or something, I don't know, to like answer some last minute questions. And my mom in like, Papa Gino's parking lot in Boston, you know, made her, made me put her on speaker and she heard her voice and she's like, oh, this is legit. So anyway, now she's my maid of honor. So, <laughs> um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I came up, it was a 10-week program where basically I ran diabetes prevention camp for kids, and then I returned to UNCG, finished up my year, and I didn't get matched to a dietetic internship, um, which is basically how, it's like a residency for dietitians. Um, They charge you like $25,000 to work for free, and there's like a 42% acceptance rate. So. I didn't take that route right away and Noam actually offered me just a full-time gig and I didn't have anything else going on. So I was like, all right, here we go. But I will tell you, I boarded that plane in Boston and I was just like, uh, yeah, I signed up for this for two years. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. So, wow. yeah. So what did you do up there? So I do, I do a lot of things. So I wear like a million hats, but the cool thing about a community like Gnome and like a hospital system here is that they don't really care where you came from, what you did. If you want to learn it now and you show up to work every day, they'll let you do it. Okay. So, and they'll pay for you to get your credentials and like do whatever the heck you want. So, um, Nicole, no kids single thinks breastfeeding's really cool (laughs) it was like I'll do that and they were like okay and so they like got me all my lactation credentials and I traveled as the regional breastfeeding coordinator so Nome is like a hub and there's 15 surrounding villages and you can only get to them by airplane so anytime a mom would have a baby, they fly them in, they deliver their baby, and then they immediately go back to their home village. So I would connect and bond with mom while she was here waiting for baby, and then I would fly out two weeks later to, like, check on how she was doing. Okay. Um, but I did a bunch of stuff. Like, I did lactation. I did diabetes work. I did community wellness. Like, pretty much anything that had to do with, like, health and well-being. They're like, do you want to do this? And I'd be like, yeah. And so I did it. So you did that. So so you did it for two years, right? That was what your I guess contract was. What, yeah, I went to three. Okay, you went to three. So then, what made you shake it up, and you ended up in Arizona? So that internship I never matched to okay. is the only way that you're going to be able to become a credential dietitian. So I had a different credential for having a nutrition degree, and I had lactation credentials. But there are certain things that, like, I'd want to do, and then they'd be like, oh, but, like, you have to be an RD. And while here they'll try to work around everything to get you what you have to be, uh, they couldn't work around this one. So 
my grant was ending and I was like, you know what? I don't know if the hospital is going to retain my salary. Um, so I'm just going to apply and see what happens. Um, I ended up getting both offers. So they offered to retain my salary, but what ended up happening was I got matched to an internship in Arizona that was free. Okay. So I mentioned before, they like to charge you like $25,000 and you're not allowed to have a job. Not ideal. Yeah. Especially if you like breweries. Yeah. So <laughs> I took the free gig and I, so basically I got matched to Arizona. That's okay. Was going. So you're matched there and that's like the internship, but you're also able to work on the side. Not really. No. So okay. you're working full time as a dietitian essentially. Gotcha. For free. Okay. So I did some side work. Like okay. I did a lot of like resume stuff for girls trying to get internships. Okay. Yeah, because that was so that's the other thing you do. You're also big in Chi Omega, like with the national board, correct? Yeah. So I'm on the National Risk Management Committee. So okay. I travel all over the country to the different universities, mostly just because I like swag. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> um they pay for my flights and so I go to all the different universities. Chi Omega has like 185 chapters or something so okay. 185 different universities um wow. and so i go and present on safe alcohol consumption okay um mental health initiatives and um disordered eating yeah initiative. so I, I think that's always interesting because i remember coming out of college and like our executive board was like offering a gig like hey come up there and you go around and you get to like just make sure the chapters are doing stuff. I never wanted to take it because I never wanted to be like the bad guy with, cause you, you can't go party with these people, right? Like you can't, unless they're of age, you can go to the bar and share, share a beer, but you can't show up to the sorority halls or houses and see them underage drinking without necessarily having to report them or all that stuff. Yeah. You know? So I was like, no, 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 no. I was already a bad guy as a president there, though. I was still a good guy at UNCG campus with my KDR. So how is that dynamic, especially, I mean, now that you're, you know, a little bit older, I'm sure you're not wanting to party Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but back, you know, early twenties, you know, it was, how was, was there the temptation there to, you know, you had to separate that 21 year old senior partying with everybody to now it's a, oh wait, I got to show up and can't really be cutting loose as long as everyone's of age. Yeah, so what you're describing is more like the national leadership consultant position. Okay. So they are paid, and that is their job to basically go, like, assess the well-being of the chapter. Yep. I'm a volunteer position. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit more, like, we're called in by those people. Okay. But the cool thing about this gig is that the alcohol education is not – if you drink, you'll die. Yeah. Kind of like <laughs> girls, if you have sex, you'll get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very much like, hey, we follow the law because, like, the law is the law. Sorry about it. Yeah. But, you know, if you're going to drink, let me give you the education and the science behind it so that you can maximize benefits and reduce the not-so-great things about drinking. Okay. And when they pr- – when – the national team approached me. I was kind of like, uh, I'm not going to campus to talk about drinking. Like, <laughs> it's just a yeah. And they were like, no, no, no. Like, you should really hear what we have to say. And as a dietitian and, like, even as a nutrition student in college, I didn't drink in college. Um, and a lot of it was because there was a lot of 
miseducation about drinking mm-hmm. and I was around it. And as a nutrition student, I was like, y'all should not be shoving bread down her throat. Like that does not work. <laughs> and so it, I just really liked the programming that it was not like, do not drink. It's just that, listen, you want to drink, like, here's how you do it. And then here's how you do it smart. Okay. Um, and the room has no advisors in it. It's totally confidential. We don't report back anything that we've heard. Um, so women are like really open about their experiences. Um, but I will say we travel with the team and we try to allow women to go back to their own waters, like for our visit. So it's pretty great. Like I got to go to Virginia tech with an alum of Virginia tech. Yeah. And the all the spots and try, like as a legal drinking, like, yeah. Have to drink adult, like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, and then we you just have to like wrap it up by, um, you know, Sunday morning when we present, but yeah. it's a good experience and they're like super cool about our travel. So they pay for us to go. We volunteer our time, but like I was going to Montana and I'm like, well, I've always wanted to go to Montana. John Mayer freaking lives there. Yeah. And so the girl I was traveling with was like, let's go for like four extra days. And so we just booked our tickets for four extra days and got to chill in Bozeman and it was awesome. Nice. So you got down to Arizona. How long were you in Arizona before realize, well, you've got a couple steps. You're now engaged. So congrats, yeah. congrats on that. When did you get engaged again? Hashtag COVID bride. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got uh, engaged a year ago this month. Okay. So when are you, were you supposed to get married during this COVID time? Yeah, this month. Oh, you were. So have you pushed that back or what are you doing? Are you going to go ahead and just go to the full courthouse year. and get, okay. You're waiting a full another year. Okay. Yeah. Um, and consider all three of you invited now. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's actually probably in Alaska. <laughs> no, it's in Antigua. It's actually a direct flight from Charlotte, so like, okay, real easy. Okay. Um, obviously, it's probably better that I was a COVID bride because, you know, like I still haven't sent out all my invitations. No. Yeah. <laughs> and so my parents were like consider this your redo like i just really i'm doing destination all-inclusive no planning okay let's get drunk yeah let's have a good time um they'll plan it for me and so anyway my parents were like you know you have to like give people a heads up that you're going to antigua and i was like yeah. i put it on my instagram <laughs> and they're like yeah like people don't just accept an invite on instagram like, no, but like everyone knows me i I've just lived in so many places. Yeah. UNCGP, Greensboro, Nome, Arizona, Boston, like all these places. I'm just like, listen, it's a lot of invites. Yeah. It's a lot of stamps. Yeah. So how long before when you were in Arizona until you met your sweet thing? Well, that's a story. <laughs> um, so I get to Arizona and I'm 24 years old. And online dating is now a thing. Yeah. I've been living in Alaska. We don't even have internet. So, where I'm like, what the heck? And there's all these apps. And there's like Match.com. I don't know, like Tinder. So, I'm just like, all right, what do I do? And so, my big for my sorority, who was in Jerry Anna's pledge class, actually moved to Arizona with me. So, I was like, hey, I'm moving to Arizona. I'm going to be working for free 
and you seem like you need an adventure. Do you want to move and split rent? And she was like, hell yeah. So she moved out with me and basically was like, we're signing up for Match.com. So I did that, and I met um, the owner of a golf course in Scottsdale, and we dated for like a solid year and a half. But during that time, I basically was instructed by said who thing that we weren't exclusive so that I better keep dating. <laughs> so much different than North Carolina, by the way. Y'all like to marry up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're talking to two single dudes over there, so. Oh, good. I've got good single friends. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, so I basically was like, oh, okay. So then I was also on Coffee Meets Bagel. That's a dating app. Okay. Coffee Meets Bagel. Yeah. I actually I actually do remember that because Trent, during his time of online dating, talked about that one every now and then. Yeah. I liked it because I'm a workaholic. And at noon every day, they sent you your five people. And so it was, like, very efficient to go through. So while I was dating this guy, I met David, my fiance, and he took me on a couple dates. It was great. And then I, you know, John Mayer went on tour. And so I wasn't in town and I was still kind of caught up with this other dude. So I was like, you're real nice, but like, you like Taylor Swift. So I got to go. <laughs> and, um, That's harsh. <laughs> he saved it. He has the message. He actually was like, it was the most polite breakup, but at the same time, like, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I then like finally kicked this other dude to the curb. I'm single. I'm at Dave Chappelle, John Mayer's New Year's Eve party, living my best life. And um, the next morning, New Year's Day, he texts me and was like, hey, oh no, I'm sorry. It was a turtle crawling out of a briefcase. Do y'all know that? What? What? Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Explain. Was that a gift? Okay. He sent a gift? No, it was a photo. I probably could Google it. Oh. So, he's waiting on, so he um, a photo of a turtle climbing out of a briefcase. Yep. Haven't talked to him since and he sends me a turtle crawling out of a briefcase. Oh, that was in like shooting a shot, I guess, like trying to see what you were up to? Ah. Yes, on some sort of Netflix documentary, some comedian or something like said like, oh, if you ever want to just like get back with a girl, like just send her a picture of a turtle crawling out of a briefcase and then uh. promptly respond with, sorry, wrong person. It worked. I, I yeah, mean, I, guess. I, I did. But like I didn't fall for it. I wasn't like, Oh, no worries. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not dumb. But yeah, so he just was like, hey, I don't know if this is super creepy, but I really had a great time with you. I know you weren't really feeling it back then, but like, would you want to grab a drink? And what was and the what was the time difference between when you kind of called it off with this guy? Was it like? Um, I called it off August 8th. Okay. I remember I had a John Mayer concert the next day. Okay. And um, he reached out on New Year's Day. Okay, so what, four months? So it's about like four months, yeah. Four, okay, fair enough. All right. So reached out New Year's Day with the turtle in a briefcase. Yep. And so we went on three dates, and I dumped him again. Oh, wow. 
Wow. This is this is yeah. like a fable, like one of the talk, speaking of turtles and briefcases. Yeah, I mean, book about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So basically, what happened? I had, yeah. I know. I had like a death in the family, and I ended up falling back to some old habits. Okay. And, uh, and then, you know, he just wouldn't give it up. So I finally was like, you know, let's just, I, you know, I'm saying that I want a relationship. I'm saying that I want all these things. And there's literally two options. You've got the guy who wants you to keep dating everyone else. And then you've got the one who's willing to hand you everything that you want on a platter. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So I literally called the boy thing and was like, hey, we can't date anymore. And he was like, ah, who won? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> was it Adam? Because, mind you, I was dating a bunch of people. And I'm like, no, it wasn't Adam. He goes, so who was it? I was like, it was it's David. And he's like, the guy that finishes your sentences, the teacher. And I was like, we are in a, we're done. <laughs> How do you know who I'm dumping you for? <laughs> yeah. So, um, we ended up going to a music festival together and we've been inseparable ever since. So, okay. Not super long. I guess if you count from when we first started, it would be three years this August. But persistence is key. Yeah. It's shoot. 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 Hey, hey, I'm taking notes. I think guys are different though. I think when you all like find someone, you're like, that's the one. And like you are like one track mind. Whereas in terms of like that's the one I want to marry, right? Versus like whatever else yeah. you do. Yeah. Um, whereas women, I think we're adaptable, like we can love a lot and like we I don't know I think we all we everyone has multiple soulmates but I think women are more like cognizant of that yeah. whereas like men are just like nah that that's her you know it's interesting because you hear these stories about like you know he was he it seems like he was consistent with hitting you up but it wasn't too much it wasn't like when y'all first broke up he wasn't consistently like a week later sitting like the I the I miss you paragraphs and all that he kind of let you do your thing and then when he felt like okay like you said four months oh let me go ahead and send a turtle up crawling out of a briefcase let's see what happens and then you know lo and behold it kind of worked but then three weeks later y'all break up and then rekindle it again i mean you know at least you saw somebody there that was willing to like you said give you what you kind of wanted it's it's time to stop playing around the game so yeah yeah, no, he, I mean, I will say the, his beard got to a certain point where, like, I couldn't resist it anymore. Like, he hadn't quite figured it out yet. And yeah. so then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. What was I'm the, what was the now. link, what was the link that got to where it was irresistible? I mean, if you've seen him on my Instagram, where it is now, because I'm very particular that yeah. it does not get me longer or shorter. Okay. And uh, Even during these COVID tough times? It got a little rough, I will say, like, yeah. at one point, because he couldn't see his barber, but yep. he got it figured cool. out, so, for reference. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. That's where we're at. Not too long. Um, but I'll know. I'll be like, oh, you got an appointment with Allison this week? Cause, yeah. Here's uh, getting respect. Yeah. So, so yeah. the beard is kind of what got you. Kind of. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Which is, I told him I was coming on your podcast, and he was like, yeah. 
Makes sense. It sounds, yeah. It, it, it also sounds like for whatever's coming up next, be it birthday, Christmas, whatever, he needs a Beards Watch t-shirt. Just to wear oh, out. Oh, no, for sure. And maybe I know, even. You said there were stickers. Yes. I'm like, all right. Sticker, you know, a matching t shirt to take photos, all that good stuff. But that's just my shameless plug right there. So. I got to tell you, I did say, I was like, honestly, they shouldn't be interviewing me. They should be interviewing you because, one, you want to know anything NBA, he is your go to guy. Okay. If you guys, like, call him in for stuff. So, so it, it's interesting you say that because I've done some podcasts over Zoom, and I've had them in, in, you know, in the basement. And I usually will do. Sometimes I'll do a couple or whatever. But the, it's good that I've had you just you first because I feel like when I do the couple to fit it into like an hour, hour fifteen is so tough because I feel like you wouldn't have been able to say all your stuff because we'd also been trying to get to know him. And so then it would have like feel rushed and I always get like after the pod and I'm like. Dang, I, f- I wish I would have asked so and so this, so and so that. So I think yes, now that we've had you on for, you know, we'll have you on for an episode, and definitely down the line, especially as COVID's looking like it's hanging around a lot longer than we thought. Yeah. The Zoom will be operating Zooms for a while, so yeah. But but you know. Well, and I'm sure you want to know how the transition is going to be for this homie moving to Nome, Alaska. Yes. Okay. So yeah, let's so let's get back to that. So you were you were you're in Arizona. You were there for what three four years? Three years. It would have been four years this summer. Okay, so then what brought you back to Nome, Alaska? It's honestly kind of sad, but I was working at Phoenix Children's Hospital, which is like primo pediatrics. If that's where you want to be, that's where you work. Okay. Um, and it was miserable. Like wow. Just didn't treat employees right, didn't really foster, like, growth in their employees. They didn't appreciate leadership. Um, And I had come from a place that was like, you want to go do that? Yeah, like, let's do it, you know? Um, And so I just really struggled. Like, I just felt like I was in this box, and I really lost my spirit. And I was like, I got to get out of here. Um, David has videos of me, like, dragging this when we weren't, like, living together yet. And I'm, like, got my overnight bag, like, dragging it down the apartment complex hallway. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go, like, crying. <laughs> and so, and that, that's just not me. Like, anyone who knows me, like, I'm just, I'm a go-getter and I love my job. So, the fact that I'm crying every day before work is pathetic. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I was just like, I got to go find my spirit. And basically David was like, all right, so tell me this. Are you going to be able to walk into a new job and feel super confident? Because you're all sorts of broken. And I'm like, no. And he's like, what's your game plan? Like, do you want to work for yourself? Like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to go back to Nome. And he's like, yeah, no. (laughs) So it's like not on the list of checks that we could pick. And so basically in like a matter of a week, I called up who's now my boss up here. She has been formerly an intern of mine. Um, And I basically was like, listen, I know that you have huge turnover right now. You need to bring up staff who knows what they're doing. I can run your program. You're going on maternity leave. Like, I got you. And she was like, what's the catch? And I'm like, my fiancé does not want to come. (laughs) (laughs) So your boss had to convince your fiancé to let you go. So I will say 
thanks COVID because that is why he's moving up here because so basically she was like, all right, fine. What do you need? And I'm like, I need to be able to commute back and forth and I need to be able to work from home. And she was like, and I was like, oh, and I'm getting married. So I need like three weeks off this summer. She was like, okay, that sounds good. And then I was like, also, I need like 14,000 more dollars than you're offering because I need to be able to travel back and forth. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So they cut me what I wanted. um, And then basically I was going back and forth and then COVID hit. And so David was actually going to start working at Brophy, which is like the primo Catholic school in Phoenix and COVID didn't allow for the funding for the position he was going to take. Um, and he basically was just like, I've never, like, I didn't realize that I didn't know who you are as a person because he's only known me for the two years. I was like miserable in this job. And he's like, you're actually cool. And (laughs) (laughs) like, we should like, let you pursue that for however long. And so, yeah, we were just like, let's just do it. So here we are. So when's, when's he moving up there? Yeah. Uh, August or uh, July twenty seventh. Yo, that's twenty days from now. Oh, <laughs> is he? He's a little panicked. Yeah. Because the internet here is not unlimited. Okay. And he's not sure how NBA ticket and streaming is going to work. Okay. And so he's currently trying to like slice deals and figure out how he's going to like. Yeah. Because that's like right when that this NBA proposed bubble championship tournament is going to happen. So. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, at least, like, the Warriors are out. Yeah. So, has he spent his whole life in Arizona? He's from uh, San Jose. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, then then what brought him out to Arizona? He was in Chicago for college, and then um, his sister was living in Arizona. Okay. And so, he was working at a school that had shut down, and so he just was like, I need a gig, and so he moved to be closer to his sister. Okay. Um, and then she picked up and moved back home, so okay. it didn't really work. But nice. he stuck around. Um, so yeah, he has no like. I mean, he loves. We love Arizona. Yeah. Up, like together, but um, he doesn't have like a specific connection there. Okay. So is there the plan? What's your plan? How long do you think you'll stay in Nome? Is it the forever home, or is just is this just a week by week, day by day, month by month type gig? So we put, um, we ship my car up here, which is about $5,000 to ship a car up here. Um, why didn't you want to make that drive? Can't. There are no roads. Okay. No. Oh, whoa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So put it on the boat in Seattle and boated it up. And so basically I told him like, we just have to stay for as long until the car's paid off, which is like <laughs> bigger, and then so long that I can sell it for what I paid to ship it up. Absolutely. And I'm like, we can peace out. So um, I think it depends. A lot of people, like my mom said to me, she's like, you are always like people view Gnome as a temporary place, but maybe it's not temporary for you. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's just like where you're going to be. Um so honestly, I'm open-minded and I just asked that he was, I was like, if you come here and you hate it, like, I'm not going to make you stay here. But if you're also like, but I'm like, I also think you'll kind of like it. 
Yeah. So, like, let's just see. And then, so we'll see. I probably don't want to raise kids here because it's just so small town, and I did that. It wasn't great. Yeah. But. So what is. I don't know. Okay, so what is the vibes in Nome, Alaska. You said okay, yeah, you said small You said yeah. small town, so that's one that's one aspect, but give me the vibes of, you know, Duval and I, Jeeves, we all grew up here in Huntersville, North Carolina, which you've yeah. been to the you've been to kind of Huntersville and Charlotte, you were at our old rental house you stopped by for a day or two years ago. You know, we grew up in not small town like middle middle town America and it's blown up since, but what is the vibes small town, but like are we talking like is it one high school? Is it, you know, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I can tell Duvall has a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He probably does. Look at him. <laughs> like, yeah. It's getting worse and worse as she keeps talking. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> um, yeah, so Nome is about 3,500 people. Okay. Um, there is an elementary school and a high school and like a charter science middle school. Um, real small. The vibe is I can go to my favorite bakery on the weekend to eat breakfast, and I don't have to put a bra on. Okay. Okay. I guess. But do you? Yeah, is, is it is it not cold enough where you can walk around with no bra on? Or no, I mean you've got your sweatshirt on. Okay. Okay. That's what you said. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not it's not college yeah. hungover. Just a t shirt heading down to the calf. No bra. Oh, no. Okay. No, it's not a walk shame. It's like, okay. just respect it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's just real, I mean, small, so 3,500 people in the summer. So that's when, like, the miners come to mine gold. Have you ever seen Bering Sea Gold? Every now and then. I'm more of an Alaskan bush people type of Alaska okay. show. Yeah. So Bering Sea Gold is where I live. Okay. And one of my friends actually started the show with Discovery Channel. Okay. So... It's, like, pretty big here. Um, but, yeah, so about 3,500 people in the summer because that's when they can come mine for gold. Um, and the winter shrinks down a little bit. Gets to about negative 20. Um, <laughs> I mean... Duval's shaking his head. Yeah. 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 I, I, I just want to know, like, so this is just one of my 200 questions. But... When it comes to the weather in the wintertime, like, how do you prepare for that? Because, I mean, for us, when it gets to, like, 35, 20, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're bundled no, up, I've got masks on. Like, so how is that? Do you just stay in, or is there, like, a freeze alert, or how does that work? So, you've got two things going on in northern Alaska. You've got the freezing cold weather, and you've got the 24 hours of darkness. Mm. So, Nome is about, Duval is disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> so, in Nome, you've got about 21 hours of darkness. Um, it's how you look at it. I see the sunrise and sunset every single day, right? Sometimes you miss that. Yeah. Um, but, and then it, it's cold. So, really, Nome is the type of community that, like, no one has expectations. So if you have tons of plans to like chill with people all weekend and it turns out to be negative 20 windy and dark and you decide to just stay in your house in the same pair of sweatpants all weekend, no, no one even like texts you to like figure out where you are. Like if you just don't show up, they're just like, 
Yeah, I get it. It's gross. (laughs) And then you just, like, really take advantage of, like, so the summertime, on the flip side, 24 hours of light, um, and super, like, for the most part, pretty nice weather. I mean, this week's been rainy in 50s, but it's since end of May, it's been, like, 65, sunny every day. Um, So you're out, you're hiking, you're fishing, you're chilling, drinking beer on the porch, whatever. Um, and then, you know, winter comes and you're like, finally I can get some sleep. <laughs> so, I mean, it was rainy and 50. Okay. All day on Saturday, for example, 9 PM rain clouds gone, bright, sunny, shiny. So right now you're in the, you're in the 24 hours of sun right now. Yeah. So you got, you have to have the blackout curtains, obviously, right? Oh yeah. For one room, yeah. at least to get to sleep or whatever. Curtains, bigger, biggest ripoff in your life, and you don't realize it until you live in a yeah. place like Alaska because they sell them in panels of one. Ooh. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the blackout curtains. Yeah, it's a scheme. That's yeah. Really. And the only time, the only time I've experienced something like this was last summer. A buddy of mine got married in Stillwater, Minnesota, and at I remember it was in the summer, and at like ten thirty, it was still light out. And we, it, it just it messed with my mind because I was like I was like yo 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 what's going on it's ten thirty and it's still like dusk and I was like it was just really one of those just mind you know fucks or whatever but all right so you talked about curtains being what is like the most expensive like fruit or something because you're saying everything's got to be imported oh, correct yeah I got you on this because this weekend was Fourth of July so we celebrated and I bought some fruit okay. Uh, I bought a watermelon, smallest one I could find in the store, sixteen dollars. <laughs> that shit would have stayed in the store. <laughs> <laughs> your niece, okay, when you're a dietitian and your niece wants to make popsicles, you go for it. Um, your four-year-old niece, who's like super cute and smart, um, and then I bought peaches to make a cobbler, um, and it was twenty-one dollars for four pounds of peaches. Golly. And I think about all the watermelons we see at Walmart for three fifty around this time. And then I think about just driving through the south and every a peach stand on every exit as you go to Myrtle Beach or as you go to wherever in South Carolina and seeing it. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the initiatives as much food as you want for twenty one dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, um, especially as a dietitian. Like, I really value fresh foods and stuff, but it also makes you get super creative. Yeah. Um, and then you get real good at Amazon shopping. And then people in rural Alaska, we don't travel with suitcases. We travel with plastic totes. Because <laughs> we're freaking homeless. So those, like, foot lockers that you, like, had as a Boy Scout, like, to go camping. Yeah, yeah like, that. Where I put my belongings, and I try to pack my clothes in just like a backpack because that empty tote is getting filled with fifty pounds worth of groceries. And Alaska Airlines is pretty great about their residents, and so they have a program where we get two free check bags on all flights, so that okay. we can check cargo. More, more, yeah. But my yeah, car that got shipped up on the barge—that's empty space. $200 worth of wine, five cases of Sam Adams, a lot of coconut LaCroix, yeah. tons of booze, just a basket of just like gin, 19 so types of rum. Is there, is there like an ABC store there? 
Yeah, there is a liquor store, but yeah. Is I that mean, just as, I mean, is that even more expensive then? You're looking at a fifth of Smirnoff vodka. Are you a sports fan and wondering why guys like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade are drinking wine rather than the bush light you might be drinking right now? What if I told you I'd be willing to give you $50 in free wine to find out? High quality wine is both enjoyable and easier on your body. So if you've been thinking about trying some good quality wine, but you're not really sure where to start, you're stuck in the house and looking for some entertainment, or you're already a wino and looking to try something new, I've got a great idea for you. Scout Circle allows you to have a variety of wines that are cleanly crafted and handpicked by a level three sommelier automatically shipped to your doorstep at your desired frequency. All the wine inside will be in, will be free of any chemicals or added sugar that you'll see in most wines in the store, and they'll have the lowest possible amount of sulfites included. So you can forget about the beer bloat while you're drinking or the headache the next day that won't come with the highest quality of wine out there. And each box comes with fun facts to teach you about the wine that you're drinking and, you'll, and about the small vineyard that you're helping to support. Plus, if you're still hesitant, all the wine in your box will come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're unsatisfied with a bottle for any reason, just let me know, and I'll replace it for you with the same one or any other wine on my site at equal or lesser value. To sign up, just head to my Instagram at wineunderthebridge and click the link in my bio. If you have any questions when you get there, just send me a DM. I'll be happy to help. New members that sign up for this program before the end of May will receive $50 in free wine credits when they receive their third shipment to use on any additional bottles that you left. So head over to at Wine Under the Bridge on Instagram and eliminate the guesswork while trying something new and fun with your family or friends. A glass of wine a day will keep your beer good away. Cheers! Probably about $39. Yeah. <laughs> Hell no. You gotta be you yeah. gotta be a hella dedicated to being drunk there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool thing is you can get the seasonal beers off season. Yeah. Because they'll ship up the you know, summer beers for winter. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. Right? <laughs> is there you talked about loving breweries. Is there a brewery that's close there? No, not no. Gnome. Anchorage has some. Okay. Um, Glacier Brew House is probably my fave, but Juno has a lot, actually, yeah. surprisingly. And I've never been, but um, David and I are planning a trip to just. So go. here's here's what I'd say if you want to get get funky with it. I don't know when I'm ever going to Alaska. If I do, it, it'll it'll probably be like if I just win the lottery and I want to travel around the world or something like that. If you guys go to one, I would love if you just shoot a brewer review, you send it to me, and I'll do the editing for you, and I'll upload it on the yeah. site. Because so I think that would be kind of cool to have something up there. Because it's, I always say when people ask me, oh, can I do one? I'm like, I mean, if it's a place that I'm probably not going to go to on the regular, then by all means. And it's, it, it like I said, it, it's going to take a lot for, I mean, I'd love to go take a trip, be it an Alaskan cruise or something like that. But that's not on the docket, and there's no need to plan it because COVID's got everything locked up anyway. So. Yeah. I did say I, I gotta, stay here until everyone visited, but <laughs> you could. He was like, "No, no." <laughs> I, I do have a because uh, I've got questions. I've got a food question. So, like yeah. seafood. Oh yeah. How is the seafood there? Because I know fishing is big, and, and yeah. I know like you can catch whatever you want. So, like, how is that? And then, like, as far as like 
just, you know, we've got oceans and we've got the lake and do all those types of things. How do you handle that when you oh, the, the the best temperature is sixty degrees? Like I'd be freezing my ass off like, every time. Yeah, so the ocean, the Bering Sea, uh, freezes mm. in the uh, winter, so you can actually walk on the ocean. Um, it gets to like a tropical 42 degrees some summers. Mm. Uh, the kids here are resilient. Like, they don't care. They'll get in the water if it's sunny out. I do not. I don't, I've done a polar plunge, but I don't think I've ever, like, swam here. Um, but seafood... So, because you can walk on the ocean in the winter, uh, we get crab. So, Alaska crab, um, which anywhere else in the country, it's going to cost you like 35 bucks a pound. Uh, here it's free, as long as you got a big enough pond. Wow. Um, yeah. So, we do that. And then salmon is huge, obviously. Um, it runs here, and you become. I'm a salmon snob. David always gets annoyed with me because I'll be in the store in Arizona. I'll be like, yeah, so where's that salmon from? And they'll be like, oh, it's da-da-da. And I'm like, got it. And he's like, we live in the desert. So the salmon here are great. But yeah, like pink salmon is something you can easily buy in the grocery store where y'all are at. And people buy it regularly. And I walked by it in the grocery store in Arizona. <laughs> back when I was quarantining in Phoenix, and I was like, see, that's the dogs. Yeah, so pinks, you know, we use for, like, dips, salmon cakes, stews, um, but we eat, like, the cakes and the red and the silvers as, like, fillets and stuff, but, I mean, people get nets, and they'll pull out a couple hundred salmon in one haul, um, so you make friends, and they pull a net, and you're there cleaning fish, and you stock your breather. Um, there's more seafood down south, and they have to ship it up, so it is still kind of pricey here. But pro- protein is not a problem. Like, you get free salmon. We get moose. Someone, you know someone who got a moose who's going to give you some. Caribou, we shoot caribou um, and process it in all the different ways so that you're, don't, you're not paying for meat. Duval still got questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel like shit every time I eat salmon now because I'm like, oh, you eat dog food, yeah. Yeah, this is like this is what I should feed to my dog. Wow, okay. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm just amazed like to know somebody that lives in Alaska. Like that's just, you know, that's pretty yeah. cool. So I mean, it it is pretty cool and like. I will say rural Alaska is a lot different than like living in Anchorage or something. One of my favorite things is I'm like, oh, I, like I live in Alaska and they're like, oh, do you know my friend? They live in Anchorage. I'm like, no, like <laughs> it is over a thousand miles away. Yeah. Like it's huge. And so I live like for reference, I live at the finish line of the Iditarod dog sled race. Okay. So have you seen Balto? You know, I haven't. I've, it's been a while since Balto, but there was the movie that came out. Oh, yeah. Yes, Togo. I did watch Togo because that was Balto got its fame from Togo. Yeah, yeah. Togo's the real hero. Yes. Balto, total poser. Yes. Um, with his statue in Central mm-hmm. Park. Yeah, it's total BS. Uh, Togo definitely did the work, but yeah, we were the little town that um they needed to run 
that serum too. Okay. So uh, every year when they do the the race in honor of the serum run, um, it's like a thousand miles on dog sled for the finish line. Duvall, you, you got another you got another question? Keep them coming. Oh. I got plenty of time. I mean, it's, it's just okay. So, have you? And, and like I said, this this is just all just food because I'm just thinking about like salmon <laughs> yeah. and shrimp and all this yeah. shit I got sitting in my fridge in my freezer yeah. that is not yeah. compared to what you have. Um, yeah. Like. But I bet your veggies look great. Yeah. So, so like, what do you like? How do how do y'all handle veggies? Is our art? I know you said you have other protein. So how do you do about chicken or, or, or anything like that? Or is it mostly just a lot of people up there are just salmon? Or do you, do you have like eggs and, you know, all other things that you find here? Yeah, we have eggs. I mean, the store's been out for like four days, but there are some people with chicken that'll sell their eggs. Um, okay. But chicken, you just buy and you're really good at freezing it. Honestly, like you hit up Costco and Anchorage and going to Anchorage in the winter is the best because you can get a rental car and you can hit up Costco and then just like leave all the shit in the car and then it <laughs> freezes and then you put it in your plastic tote and you bring it up yeah. and you're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you just do runs and you just learn how to like freeze and yeah, when it's on sale, you buy a lot of it. Um, but I mostly do like traditional meats and fish so one more so what do exactly you were explaining earlier so what are now what are you going to do now you're like tasting special because i know jerry and we had our kid he had some troubles breastfeeding all that stuff and she kind of hit you up so for anybody who's like well you never really asked her exactly what she's doing now what are you doing now i mean i know you said you kind of you know, you can do a little bit of everything, be it up there. If somebody comes in and they need a specialist in X, Y, Z, you can kind of help them. But what's your primary and what kind of, you know, are you doing now yeah. with this new gig? So my title is prevention program supervisor. Okay. So any preventative health initiatives I really cover for the whole region. Um, because of the work I did here as a lactation consultant, I did end up getting like my international certification. So I'm kind of a go-to, they have other lactation counselors who are doing a great job. So I'm not really like, they kind of took it over from me when I left. Okay. And so I'm not really stepping back on their toes, but they know that I can support them because I have that higher credential than most of the women doing that work. Yeah. Um, so I kind of help supervise those programs. And then um, Phoenix Children's, the one, good thing other than friends that I got out of it, um, was my CDE credential. So certified diabetes educator, um, more importantly in the realm of type one diabetes, because type two diabetes is huge here, but type one, like doctors do not know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm super savvy, like with technology. So I do like a lot of the technology with diabetes. So like insulin pumps, um, continuous glucose monitors, um, and then pediatrics. So I just basically do everything. But right now, my focus is I have six uh, dietetic interns that I flew up from all over the country. Um, they quarantined here for two weeks, and they've been running um, a modified version of our diabetes prevention camp. So that same program I came up to do as a college student, 
I'm now running and supervising. Okay. Um, but basically I just do whatever I'm told that like our administration wants. So food insecurity, real big, obviously. Um, and so I was like, well, we order a bunch of food for the hospital cafeteria. Like, why can't we just pull produce markets and like order extra? Yeah. So made a mistake of opening my mouth on that one. So now I've got a vegetable market next month um, <laughs> so that people can have access to like some low cost produce. Yeah. Because, you know, the stores just ordered the same old things all the time yeah. and then charge a crazy amount. And it's moldy by the time you get it. Yeah. So. so if you had to guess, how long do you think you'll be there on this second go around? I'm pretty convinced that John Mayer is going to do a big tour in 2023. Okay. Um, and so ideally I'd like to be back in lower 48 by then. So okay. That I can, uh, you can, how many John Mayer concerts have you been to? 16 and 13 states. Wow. 16 and 13 states. What is your favorite song? Uh, Walt Grace Submarine Test of 1967 on Born and Race. Okay. I opened the podcast because I typed it. I remembered you were a big John Mayer fan. And I only have three John Mayers or maybe four on in my iTunes. We got to change that. Um, and it's <laughs> and, and I wasn't going to open the podcast with Your Body is a Wonderland. I thought that was a little like I don't my want. My least favorite song. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I remember when that song came out in the end of my high school career and finally realizing, like, yo, this is a wild song. Like, you know, he's just getting, like, you couldn't listen that, to that with your parents because that was a little too dicey. Yeah. And then, so then I just, I didn't, I didn't go with Daughters because I didn't, that didn't have any. And then, so the other, the only last, there's another one I had that was Nora Jones and John Mayer Live, but I'm not sure what that one was. So I just went let with. You, let me give you a quick recap as much as I can squish my passion down yeah. about Walt Grace. Okay. Um, you know, my fiance is a teacher. I think that's very special. And I love that he loves educating youth, but also like, do you really need to be a teacher? Like he should open a cocktail bar if we're being honest. <laughs> so <laughs> while I continue to break him down that he does not need to continue to teach, he should just open a cocktail bar. John Mayer's song, Walt Grace, Submarine Test, is about a dude who basically, I mean, you guys have to listen to it when this is over. Okay. You'll be fine. Uh, he's, it's about a guy who's, like, fed up with everything, like, all the shit that's going on in his life. And he's like, I'm going to go to Tokyo, BRB, except not. And so he builds a submarine, and he takes off in the submarine. Um, and... At the end of the song, it's actually a little unclear whether or not he makes it. Okay. Uh, but his wife gets a phone call, and it's like the phone call she never expected, but it doesn't tell you. And so, like, as a listener or someone who's relating to that, like, I need to get the hell out of this life and start start fresh, um, it's a little disheartening because you're like, well, if I do that, like, am I going to drown? At one of John Mayer's concerts, he actually said during the song like he totally lives y'all like he like let us know because like everyone's been wondering did walt grace make it yeah um but he 
had all his friends that he left behind opened a bar um, that they named Walt Graves. So I told David, I'm like, when we open a cocktail bar, it's going to be called Walt Graves. Okay. And it's going to be great. So can't wait till you guys make it to Walt Graves. Fair enough. Ken, I'm yeah. going to give you three guesses as you can guess what song then I used to open the podcast. Out of, I already told you three out of the four that I had. What do you think was the last one that I had in my iTunes? Okay, so this I get two. I get two goes because okay. there's two different ways you could go. It could be Gravity because that's not a bad guess. People go, people go Gravity, but if I'm gonna dig deep into you and Jerryanna's life. I'm going Route 66 cover from Cars. That's a good guess, too, but you are incorrect. It is actually Why Georgia. Oh, okay. That's a good one. (laughs) I think you dove a little too deep in there. I think that was just – it it was somehow – I I think that came out around the time. That that was definitely after Your Body is Wonderland, correct? Same album. Okay, so that's probably why. Is he was hot, you know, he was – he was just starting to fire it up then. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, no, I George is a good one. Your body's wonderland, you know, he didn't play for a long time because it basically supported the fact that he was a player. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Which he's kind of not. Yeah. If you look at his history, it's like everyone thinks John Mayer is a super womanizer, but he really has only had like four serious relationships since like 2000. Like, 20 years. Yeah. I had that in a week. (laughs) (laughs) Ask David. Yeah. I actually, Uh, yeah. Wow. He he wouldn't play it, but now he does. Okay. So he, last tour, he whips out The Body is a Wonderland. Yeah. Because he says, it deserves the respect it earned as really putting me on the map as a a musician. That song got so much play on the radio. It was unreal at the time. Yeah. So... He will play it now. But okay. Man, and whenever he breaks into it into the acoustic set, I'm like, this is a wasted song. Like, wrap it up. <laughs> There's something else we can play. <laughs> All right. So now it's time. Jeeves, are you ready? Yeah, I just got it. There we go. Okay. So he's, Jeeves, you were not. Okay. Now he is. So now it is time for the Warehouse Distillery. <laughs> Escape 109, Wine of the Bridge Notebook. I sent you uh, some DMs in the Instagram with. Pictures of the notebook. You go through, pick you out a question. You're going to ask it, and then just remember you have to answer the question as well that you are asking. And while you're doing that, do you already have one? Just one or one for each of you? Just one. All right, all right. If it has a check, it's already been asked. Yes, correct. So choose one that hasn't been checkmarked. Remember, you got to answer it too. Yes. Fine. I think... If you haven't noticed, I'm kind of an open book. Yes, I, I vividly remember one time hanging out with you, and you just went on a wild. You were constipated, tall. And I and I was like, I was like, it was just kind of mind-boggling for me because I hadn't really heard a woman talk the way you had talked in that manner, just openly about being constipated. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. And ever yeah. since then, I was like, yeah, she's a pretty open book. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to learn to just be, like, open and willing to talk to anyone, especially, like, being a New England Patriots fan and a John Mayer fan. Yeah. Like, people just assume you suck. 
show. All right. Let's go with a dietitian uh, question because... Sort of. Because um, I feel like we talked a lot about nutrition, which okay. I didn't expect. I really thought it was going to be more about me sucking as Patriots fan, but here we are. Um, <laughs> all right. How long do you cook ramen, stove or microwave? How long? And do you drain the water? Oh, like noodles and noodles? Oh, shit. Oh, I just had a college question. Yeah, so I, I mean, there's there's two different answers. Obviously, when you're living the college life, it's the microwave lifestyle. I have kind of I have kind of moved on from the ramen and noodles and noodles because the sodium in that is unreal. Even though I'm sure a thousand other things I eat are is unhealthy as well, but I know how bad that is. Yeah. But now, if I did, if if I opened up the pantry and it was like, all right, well, I'm not going to the store. That's sitting there. I'm definitely going to go ahead and fire up the stove top, throw it in the pan, and let it let it let the water boil and do it that way. Yeah. Though I'm not ashamed that one at one point in my life, the favorite way to eat it was to pound it with a hammer and just eat it crunchy. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But you can add the seasoning to the dry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I just explained. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just heard my insides, and I'm about to be constipated. Think about this. It's yeah. a problem. Oh, constipation. Oh, yeah. Big so nose, and I told him. Yes. I, if, it, if it was me, and I had to have some, I still would do it for the holiday. So I had my bowl of water, put the noodles in there. I, I can't remember the time frame it was. I don't know if it was five minutes, five minutes, five minutes four minutes, something like that. And then I'd add the the sauce, and then I'd throw a little bit of hot sauce in there, and then I'd be good to go. Okay. Yeah, I... I, I, I Can you drink the broth? Yes. Hell yes. Yeah. Oh, broke the shit in college. Oh, yeah. You feel full. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would would do the uh, microwave, and then... But I add the seasoning first. To get that, hit it up, and then mix it up, and then, of course, drink the broth. You can yep. thirsty afterwards and everything. Because of sodium. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's exactly why. Yeah, so I've, I got two routes. So if you've got the brick, I'm stovetop all the way. Um, I also drink the broth. Um, but the real lazy way to do it Especially with the cup of noodles, you know? Yeah. The fancy ones. Um, but I've done it with the brick, too. Uh, Keurig. What? Oh, yeah. Just run the water through the Keurig into the cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard of that way. I've never heard anybody do that before. Or, the like, a water cooler with, like, the hot feature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is. You're kind of cheap. <laughs> Bubbles over in the microwave, super annoying. No. That's all like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all there. So, but yeah, I remember as a nutrition student eating in my dorm a cup of ramen. Someone walked by, like, aren't you a nutrition major? And I was like, I'm just as broke as you are. Yeah. In fact, yeah. more broke because UNCG, I'm paying out of state tuition. Go <laughs> 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 <So> after <laughs> I remember my freshman year, this is kind of a side story of the oodles and noodles. Uh, someone was cooking Easy Mac, and they forgot to put 
put the water in the easy mat. So obviously it was like 10, 11 o'clock at night, maybe midnight, and the fire alarm goes off. And it was it was like January, February. Everybody's oh. out there. You know, you got you got your you got your couple who was caught up in the shower who had to walk out in their towel, even the regular people walking out in their towel, freezing. They just grabbed their flip-flops so they didn't have time to change. It's 32 degrees, and you know, people out there just in their pajamas. And it, thinking maybe what, and you have to wait till the fire department comes. I remember sitting there, and this is always happens to me, and I was just like, who in the hell forgets to put, like, you know, water on their macaroni, you know, their easy mac. And because and all the RAs were looking for who did it so they could, you know, tell them not to do it. No one had turned themselves in. And I'm sitting there just ragging on this person. All of a sudden, this person, like, walks behind me up to the RAs and admits that they were the ones who did it after me just completely just berating on who, what idiot wouldn't put water on their easy mat. So, but that's the thing. I've seen people do it, you know, in college, you your first time, you for, your mom's been cooking your oodles and noodles or something and you forget to put, you know, water in there. So. I guess. Yeah, I guess. But. I would pop it as a kid because my mom couldn't be bothered to cook for me. <laughs> I think that's why she was so confused when I wanted to be a dietitian. because She's like, you grew up on ramen and frozen pizza. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so we'll do it real quick you brought up the Patriots Tom Brady is you got a big changing of the guard both of our yeah. teams here represent have a big change of the guard coming up if the season happens still a big if one of our favorite players of all time Panthers great legend has is now a New England Patriot first I want to get what are your thoughts on all that so, being a New England Patriot fan is honestly one of the most difficult parts of my life. Um, I grew up five minutes from Fenway. Like, I, well, that's where I was born. Small family is when my parents moved to that shit small town. But, um, so, not being a New England Patriots fan, growing up where I did, like, you're, you're in for it. But I didn't realize once you leave, like, the New England bubble, like, people hate you. <laughs> It's not your fault. <laughs> so anyway, um, but one one of the most annoying things is basically being told that we are going to be nothing when Tom Brady leaves. Yep. And what they don't understand, and when someone says that to me, I realize they really don't know anything about uh, football. Um, but it's it's all in the system, and it's Belichick. So I've always said, like, I'll take Belichick over Brady any day. Like, honestly, he's kind of a jerk. And it would be nice if maybe he showed up to practice once in a while. Um, he had the worst season ever, and I'm glad that he's gone. Um, I will say, Cam, uh, Belichick doesn't really put up with flair. Um, <laughs> and Cam got some flair. Um, you know, who is that one player? I was trying to remember him the other day. Uh, Gray, like Julian Gray or something. Julius Gray? Yeah, he was on the team for like a hot second, had some great plays, showed up to practice late, and Belichick was like, bye. Now, I'll tell you with Cam, Cam's not going to show up to practice late. And I also think Cam is on a revenge tour in essence because his last two seasons were cut short by injuries. And then the team that drafted him 
the the GM that drafted him give, gave up on him not to rebuild but to sign a guy who also has his own injury concerns and is not as big as an athlete as him. So I do think that if you if Cam is back and doesn't get hurt, it's a big if he doesn't get hurt, but all all signs point that it's injuries that if given time they can heal and he's had plenty of time, you could get a very similar 2015 31-year-old Cam Newton on a revenge tour and yeah. I mean, he took... He's on incentive deals. So, yes. I mean, and if, if it doesn't work out, it's not that big of a loss for us. It's like not. Mm-hmm. $500,000 or something, like, yeah. it's not... So, I'm, I'm honestly surprised. I, you know, I knew back earlier this year that it was a possibility and, and Cam had come up. Um, but then I really thought they were going all in on the Auburn kid. Yeah. Like, oh, they went, they went all in on the Auburn kid, just another one. This is different. Right. right. And so I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he even starts just considering like preseason's cut short and he hasn't had much time to like to learn the Patriot way. But I don't question his abilities. Like, I think he's a very skilled athlete. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for that. I just hope that he can fit in with. You know, Belichick does better with the nobodies because he can kind of like mold them how he wants them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and Cam's not a nobody. Yeah. So, I think it'll be an interesting dynamic. But I sure, sure hope there's a season because yeah. Patriots are playing on the West Coast like every other day, and so I'm trying to hit up like all them games. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, getting home for a game these days not so easy. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point. It was I actually we talked about that. I talked about that with a guy at work about how, you know, Tom Brady came from a six round pick, you know, had to work his way up. Cam since high school has been the guy. I mean, even though he got knocked down a peg with the Florida incident, the laptop, had to go to junior college, but no one's ever really you know, maybe talk to him the way Belichick may talk to him. Rivera, we've seen him and Rivera kind of get into it on the sidelines. But, you know, how how is he going to respond to a different coach and a coach with the pedigree of Belichick I think is going to be telling because yeah. Cam's that alpha male. He's more alpha than Tom Brady. You know, he's like you said, he's number one overall pick, usually the baddest motherfucker out there when he's on the field. So when there is some kind of breakdown or, or a miss miscommunication how will they you know figure that out but you know I think it'll be interesting to see I can see as much as like Cam's an alpha like I also think that he's emotional Mm -hmm. like I think he needs that like emotional connection and communication and Belichick does not have it like watch the guy in a press conference we're like what (laughs) like sometimes I'm just like do we have to like does he really have to like there's someone else we can send um, and so I wonder if too, like emotionally, like he's not going to get the response that he needs. Um, That's fair. Cause a lot of it mind game too. So it'll be interesting to see. I miss football. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you, Alaska football, like, okay. Being New England's Patriots fan living in Western Northern Alaska, you're rolling out of bed at like 7 30 to like make chicken wings for breakfast because you're getting <laughs> on at eight or whatever. <laughs> I'm not really looking forward to that again. But. Yeah. 
Listen, I've, I've missed football so much. I might have told you, Jeeves or Duvall, I've been like when I come down to take like a little afternoon nap or just to chill in my basement, I've been like throwing on the 64 or the PS2 and throwing an old Madden and just put two teams up against each other because I haven't watched football in so long. And I just lay back and, and watch like the other day I watched the all Jaguars versus the all Panthers team on the Madden 2003 just duke it out. And I was like, wow, I'm sitting here watching two. I just let the computer play each other. I'm watching these two computers play each other, and then I'll take like I'll lay, and I I listen to the announcers. I feel like I'm taking my four o'clock afternoon nap or whatever it is. So, yeah, that's how much yeah. I, I miss football. I uh, I ordered my uh, my shirt was getting outdated with the the, the list of Roman numerals with all the Super Bowls you won. Oh yeah 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 okay. So there was that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm excited for it to come back and. That'd be interesting. So yes. there's like no fans or like what the heck they're gonna do. Yeah, I, I think I think they're already at it. The the Bills already said they're banning fans. I don't think they're going to. The only thing I can think of is with the season ticket holders or PSL owners, instead of getting your eight games that you would normally get, you know, I think they'll split that in half where you get four and then four one game, four the other, and I don't maybe they do a limited single game tickets where it's only like 150, 200, but everybody's going to be spread out in the stadium. Because other than that, I mean, I just don't know how you can't pack those stadiums full. It's just not going to be feasible. I will say, my mom. So my mom and I have been on the wait list for Pat season tickets. Um, you have to pay like five hundred bucks a year. I don't know what it's like where y'all are mm-hmm. um, for the Panthers, but we're like maybe COVID will like open up some season tickets. Could, yeah, it could. But I mean, if no season or whatever, like I, it's fine. I I like to watch those uh, videos when they put Celine Dion's song in the background. Mm-hmm. When something great happens or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and so I just watched like all the like New New England Super Bowl wins with Celine Dion in the background. Mm-hmm. It's getting harder and harder to like you the more you keep talking about all those. I wins. know. Right? <laughs> it's really great though. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, so I haven't really told people that I'm moving to Alaska permanently. So you guys got some. Oh, we got the scoop. We got the scoop. Yeah. Right. Um, it hasn't been on social media. Oh, look at that. Well, I appreciate um, you letting us be your first uh, interview before moving and getting the scoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't told my Patriots bar. Okay. So, like manager and all the guys I sit with. So it's going to be heartbreaking moments. Yeah. But maybe I'll just tell them to tune into the podcast. That Absolutely. That. Send it that way. So. All right. Well, hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon. Appreciate you stopping by. Stick around real quick afterwards so I can get a picture. I forgot to get. We've been so rusty at it last week, Duval. Luckily, we had the Birio card to take a picture. So we'll do, I'll, I'll do a quick pic so I can post all over socials. But. Oh, and I forgot to what if people want to find you on any social media, if you want to be found, what are yeah. your handles? Let's do it. Uh Twitter, you know, I was pretty cool on Twitter, but then I got uh, you know, I forgot about it. Uh Twitter's Nikki Dion, N I C K I D I O N, I think. Um, and then my Instagram is N D Santon. Um, because my last name's ridiculous, so we just shorten that. Yeah, it's a long it's a long and last name. Yeah. <laughs> what it what what are you what name what will be your new last name? O'Neill. Okay, that's a lot simpler than than your 
your birth your birth last name. So I haven't decided that I'm gonna make the switch. Really? People are pretty surprised, but I'm like, now people know me that way. Okay. Like, Anthony Stasso, they just like know the long last name. That's so. true. I mean, you could always like he could take your last name if y'all are getting real wild. Yeah, I tried that. Yeah, but I appreciate him standing I, strong. I, that was respectful. What'd you say, Jeeves? She can hyphenate your last name, can't she? I mean, what is that? If you hyphenated, if you added O'Neill, which is not too long on the end of your regular last name, holy moly, you might have the whole, every letter of the alphabet. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty impressive when I surpassed my last name with my credentials, like my letter, letters after my name. Yeah. Um, but like changing all of that would be way too expensive and way too much work, but... I, I do hear that it is it is a pain in the ass to go up to the registrars or the courthouse and get all the name change stuff done, but Yeah. I mean like back when I thought I was marrying a KDR in college, like, you know, I probably would have changed it, but yeah. now that I'm old and didn't get married right out of college like I thought I was gonna maybe, but you know. T B D, just like your stay, how long Ooh. you're gonna be in Nome. Who knows? Okay. Yep. All right. All right. That's a good one. Appreciate you stopping by. We'll definitely have to, once your uh, sweet thing gets up there, try to do a, a dual episode. And hopefully there's yeah, an NFL season. Sure. NBA stuff, you need to tap him in. His party trick, he knows where every player went to college, if they went to college, and what that college mascot is. Active or active NBA players? Because I bet you he doesn't know some of the Hornets that are on our team right now. Oh, I bet you he does. All right. Fair enough. I have to dig yeah. deep on uh, Joey Cheney, where he go to college. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but if you just need to do, like, a special episode, like, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll definitely reach back out that's once, that's uh, yeah, guy. you guys get settled at the end of the month. And we'll, uh, I think the NBA is running through, like, October. So maybe we'll do one after the wild, you know, NBA championship. If that does finish, who knows? Again, everything's TBD with COVID, so... But yeah, appreciate you stopping by. And uh, Duval, man, how do we send it out? Peace.